0: 243 hard to believe and we're glad you're here and where is here here is sugarland texas so grab globe spit it around bang not sure where you ended up but spit it around find texas southeast side of texas is houston better known as h town southwest side of houston is sugarland we're not pastors we're just regular guys each on our own spiritual journey i'm a spiritual guy and it's important to me but i get encouraged by talking with regular guys that are spiritual guys out there slugging it out meeting daily challenges just like me and that's why we're here and we are here on the no church answers tour and glad that you've joined us and because of that our one half hour tv show no church answers is available 24 7 on demand which means you're going to watch it anytime it's convenient at preach the word network tv.com their streaming service and roku channel and is airing saturday mornings at 8 a.m on wyga tv in atlanta if you happen to be in that area and of course our podcasts are available on apple Podcasts, spotify or whatever you get your podcasts. so please rate it and leave a review and of course we're we have a website, which is www.man-spiritualoasis.com, and you can leave a comment there and, uh, or a question, and we'll be more than happy to totally muddy the water for you. So, uh, and without much further ado, my name is Bill Cox, and uh, we this is basically a weekly Bible study roundtable discussion that is designed specifically for men. So, we're so glad that you joined us. And I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our panel at this time. Uh, he is a former prosecutor, but he's an attorney, so he could put you away, he used to be able to put you away, or he could defend you. We call him the Judge. Michael Cropper is here. Hi, hey, Bill. Mike. Hi, Robert. And, Corporate trainer and kind of the group theologian, Robert Koshu. The professor is here. Hey, Robert. Yes, hello,
1: everybody. And I'm just going to say it real quick. Go Koogs, H-Town. It is March, baby. March Madness time. Uh, <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, he's not a homer. Not uh, at all. <laughs> and you might have noticed that we're missing our producer, a former world-class policy writer, um and a current professional gambler and a current physical therapy patient now uh he had a surgery on his uh shoulder uh, from what i hear i don't know if any of you guys have heard anything else uh it's coming back so he'll be ready for spring training when baseball is uh, ready for him you know He's throwing spitballs now, right? You're right. He throws throws spitballs. Well, he doesn't throw the chips as hard (laughs) now in the table, you know, uh, as he used to. But I'm sure he'll learn. (laughs) So get better, Steve. And uh, we have been in James, and this particular uh, lesson title is kind of like um, it's Divine Wisdom. And I'm just going to throw it to uh, Professor first uh, and let you go ahead and uh, give the overview of this. So
1: last week we talked a lot about taming the tongue and speech and things of that nature. This week James kind of delves into wisdom and wisdom of the world and wisdom of God is kind of something we can talk a little bit about and, and maybe contrast it a little bit with how we talked about the weeds of the world and the fruit of the Spirit, because the, I, I think there's some overlap here. We were kind of talking before podcast right. about it. Right. And, and I think there's a little overlap that <coughs> lets us look into some of this, because James, once again, and, and, and I, I think, I guess part of the reason why I like James is if you read Paul, sometimes with Paul, you had to have a degree in Hebrew theology to know where Paul was coming from. Because, because Paul was part of that educated class. And so Paul, Paul was the one who codified the theology of Christianity that we know today it is the easiest way. James, James was probably a carpenter like his brother, you know, the half-brother of Jesus, you know. And so he is very plain-spoken. James is talking to the everyday guy compared to Paul. Sometimes Paul, you know, he's up there. But James is like, look, there's two kinds of wisdom here, guys. There's wisdom from God, and there's wisdom from the world. You have to choose which one you want to listen to. And so that's the thing I like most about James when we start looking at it.
0: Excellent uh, judge.
2: Yeah, we, we like James because he's got ADD. He scatterguns everything. <laughs> A couple right. lessons we were talking about him shooting all sorts of subjects on the wall and seeing which one will stick. Well, I'm going to go a little bit more about last week that Robert touched on for a second, folks, because I really liked it. And, and I contribute, we're going to look at godly wisdom today and worldly wisdom again. We've talked about those in the last what, five or six lessons off and on. They've been a, a topic of this author of the book that we are in. Well, last week uh, we didn't really mention it, but, but James told us your tongue is a very violent object. It can be for good, it can be for bad. And, and to me, folks, as I look back on it, he was telling you, use wisdom when you speak. And this week, we're going to actually use the words wisdom, but last week he, he expressed it by saying, uh, be careful what you say. Your tongue can be a powerful weapon. It can be us. It can be against us. He said, in fact, it's so corrupt our whole body, it can destroy our entire life, just like a spark that catches fire in an entire forest. Now, James tells us that we can tame wild animals, but again, folks, last week he says, we cannot tame, contain, we cannot tame the tongue. And I, I think that was so important. That's why I'm re mentioning those things. He refers to our tongue as a restless evil full of deadly poison. Now, James tells us, and, and one thing, Robert is a teacher, Bill was a teacher for a number of years, and uh, James tells us, don't become teachers. He says, because when you become a teacher and you say something that's not correct, that will be that will come back to bite you in the rear or bite you in the wherever you say the shoulder, hand, anything. Because teachers are held to such higher standards than the ordinary person. Just like a minister, if you go to church, you have a minister. If he says something wrong, he's got to be extremely careful that he doesn't say anything wrong. Me, I don't care. I'm not I'm not an attorney anymore. When I was a prosecutor, I had to be careful with what I said. I could not present the appearance of impropriety. That was my job as a prosecutor. But today I'm not a prosecutor anymore, so I can spread impropriety. <laughs> right, right. So so right. words actually do you mean you something. Right. It,
1: it, what, and, and I think, I right. think that's, a, that's an important lesson for today because there are a lot yeah. of people in, in Christian circles, there are a lot of people today that will just tear into people. Yes. You I mean, know?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and in fact, you can relate those words, Robert, in this lesson after oh, yeah. Bill reads it. A lot of it has to do with speaking, even though it gives us some good gifts, like you said, right. from the Holy Spirit. You can relate that to what we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so James is critical of how we speak, and he's so critical that he says... And, and, and he doesn't say it word for word like I'm saying. But what he implies is, folks, if you're not sure what to say, don't say anything. It's better to keep quiet than to say something that's going to hurt you. Now, in our text today, James continues. And as I said, on a discourse of wisdom. And this time, it's going to be how we show wisdom, not with what we speak, but rather with what we do ultimately we will reflect the fruits of the holy spirit as robert said and i think bill mentioned that too when we when we walk in godly wisdom bill
0: yeah i hate to bring up what i said last week but mike just basically hit it a quiet fool is half sage (laughs) Yes. yeah Yeah. No, that's proper. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's true. That. that is <laughs> the, it, it's so much. But this is really uh, is about mm-hmm. wisdom. I mean, let me go ahead and I'll read the text at this time. And this is James 3, 13 through 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly unspiritual demonic but where you have envy and selfish ambition there you will find disorder and every evil practice but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace loving considerate submissive full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness and what this kind of talked with me about is about mentoring and I know on previous ones wisdom if you have your choice uh between someone who is between two people who are are wise pick the one who's wise from experience not from being learned (laughs) well there's a there's a distinct difference difference. between
1: being book smart i'm just going to go with this super super quick i don't know how many trainers i've run across in the in my profession who have just graduated with their masters in instructional design pop into a training room with me and spew out all this stuff and the glass eyes appear and the tune-out occurs mm-hmm. and it goes out and I'm just looking at them going, so what would you learn in your class? Well, I learned all this. You didn't learn anything. Sit down. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I have a degree in psychology, which, okay, it applies on a sideways amount, but it's not in instructional design. I never went to school to become... A trainer yeah. like yeah. it's popular now
2: yeah.
1: I learned my stuff by doing the job and so I know what to do because I'll go talk to the guys and find out and I think that is the important part here because that really that's the difference between the being wise and being book smart bill well, excellent there, there, and can't, we're can't,
0: going to uh, dig uh, into uh, wisdom experience book smarts when we get back this is man up this is our first break We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys, thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, Please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. Welcome back, everybody, to Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And this is number 243. We are talking about wisdom and Michael Cropper. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Folks, we, we just looked at two
2: two types of wisdom Bill read to us from James 3, 13 through 18. He's talking about a worldly wisdom that's selfish, it's envious, it's jealous, it wants what other people have, whether it's a job, whether it's items or cars, or no matter what it is, it's very, very self-centered, and it will run over anybody to get it. That's the first part of James. The second part is is godly wisdom or heavenly wisdom and 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 james tells us to seek this and do this and and we will find when we do this that we are peace loving and and by the way this takes practice right a lot of practice we're peace loving considerate submissive full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere and uh he said and peacemakers sow in peace and reap a harvest of righteous but folks there's other types of wisdom here, and Bill referred to this. He says, I'd rather have somebody who has wisdom from experience than than book wisdom, right? Right. right. And, and let's go into that just for a moment, Bill. Bill, that type of wisdom is what we live with day to day. Sometimes you can attribute to being godly. Sometimes you can attribute to being, what, common sense? What what? Tell us what you're referring to if <laughs> you have a... Uh, explanation
0: of that? Yeah, I, I have a very much uh, an exclama- explanation about that. And um, for I've always worked at small companies, so professor can identify with this. And the reason why I work in, at, for small companies, I'm a contractor, is that I like being able to make a difference on the company. Whereas if I'm a big corporate, I, I don't really see the difference that I make and I've had a lot of outside trainers come in and some of them have I'm, real I'm sorry I'm just going to apologize up front no 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 I, <laughs> but hey, I'm way, not saying Robert, I'm, not saying, that they're story, all, I'm not saying that they're all terrible yes. but they give you nuggets of wisdom but sometimes you don't need that nugget sometimes you need a sandwich you know, I mean, someone, sometimes you need someone to show you exactly what to do. Not necessarily the concept, okay? And that's Light. the, that's the thing about it I is, I think yeah. the first, the first component of wisdom, if that's what you want, pick who you listen to. Pick the, pick the input that you think is wise, or will help you get to where what you want to be. I think that, I think that is the most critical thing, you know.
2: Um, and much of that comes from experience and knowledge and learning, right? So, but not book knowledge,
0: right? You know, honestly, I'm not gonna say, because I like to read. I like, as a matter of fact, I like oh, to write oh. and I like to read. And you know what, I can pick up stuff from uh, books but honestly, I, I can't say that b- I've ever been considered wise because of what I've read as opposed with what I've done. And for let me give you a, an example. Uh, what I'm wise about is failure and how to handle it. And my son even told me I was. And, and the example that I did real quick was I was a week late for a three-week class in college. I'd already graduated. I went through ceremonies already. But I had to pick this up. And, the pr- and I, so I showed up. And she goes, we're having the midterm. I go, well, obviously, I haven't even bought the book. She goes, well, I says, can I do extra credit or whatever? She goes, you have to take the test. Otherwise, you will absolutely fail. So I took it, the midterm. I didn't even buy the book. I got a two. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I still have the t- test at home. I got a two out of 100. I mean, that was she, for your name, right? I guess <laughs> well, I you the, you the fact right. that my seat was warm, but then of course I I did uh, I mean, she berated me on it, whatever. But I did extra credit, and I ended up with a C minus, which is what I needed to graduate. You know, yeah. But that experience taught me a humility that you only get from failure. And so if if someone is just like too proud and too okay. Bite off more than you can chew. That's my advice to you. If you've never had humility, go out and say you're something you're not. Well, You'll be humbled <laughs> pretty quick. Well, the, the other thing is, is you don't even
1: have to do that. Stretch yourselves and don't be, a, don't be scared of stretching yourself. Being able to go out and take risk in your career, in your family, in your faith. And everything you do is part of life. And part of that learning, part of that wisdom comes from what you talked about, Bill, is that capability of reading, but then taking what you, re- like, so every day I'm trying to play catch up on the John Maxwell Leadership Podcast. So I'm listening to one a day of his. And it's great, it's a good idea, but one of the things I'm challenging myself to do is take something from that and apply it at work every day. right? Not just, Learn it to learn it. Right. Try right. to find something to do. And it, it goes beyond that. So Proverbs, a lot of proverb relationships here, but Proverbs 2, 10 through 15, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight path to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in perversiveness of evil whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways and one of the things i think that wisdom helps us with it really helps us understand where we should not go because i think the one of the problems that we have in life we especially in today's society because they will tell you hey the guy with the most toys wins i like my toys i'll be the first to admit it i have toys um you know it it's Always even the score for your past lights, you know, do everything you can to get ahead, Run over the guy over you. N- doing all of that is the thing where you're ignoring the wisdom of people and you're doing the other stuff. you're not you're not showing discretion in your life. and I think that is one of the biggest things we're called to as Christians after we're saved is to start learning how to show some discretion in our lives because we have to be better than the world around us and the way we become better than the world around us is by showing that discretion
2: the um, the words the author mentions regarding wisdom as both what you guys have been talking about and and folks uh, wisdom is knowing what to do when to do and how to do it in other words, it's maybe applying the knowledge that you've learned. That's what we're saying pretty much. But uh, I want to em- emphasize one other important thing, and that's knowing when to do it. Because if you should do something tomorrow, but you want to get ahead of time and do it today, you might screw everything up. It's as, just as good as not uh, uh, pardon me, doing it wrong. If you should do it tomorrow, wait till tomorrow to do it. If you know in your heart the timing is for tomorrow or next week, don't rush it and that's godly wisdom because god will put that on your heart he'll block you with his holy spirit to a degree and he'll say this is not the time to do it whenever we started the podcast bill said it's time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i remember that and it fit everything yeah. <laughs> fit together but uh anyway another que- another comment i want to make right quick all of you have heard the verse The wisdom we should aspire to have is a wisdom from heaven above. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives it generously. There is something about the wisdom from God no human can teach or train you to have. And again, that's a statement that helps out or explains it from the author. And I think, personally, I think that sounds shallow. Because as we have stated so far, Robert has stated, I've stated, Bill has stated, you don't just get it from God because you ask for it you get the tools or the understanding to start learning wisdom and start getting. And I think I think we learn wisdom over a lifetime. You learn a little bit of time and hopefully every day you learn a little bit of wisdom. Now you might learn how to do something in one particular area in one day or two days by watching it or understanding it. But anyway, Bill?
0: I would rather be wise than be an expert. And I think there's a... There's a distinction there that is important to make sure that everybody knows. I, I look at someone, I consider someone who's wise um, that can handle all situations. I can consider an expert when nobody else can handle a situation.
1: Uh, yeah, my, I had an uncle that told me one time what the definition of expert was. X. Is an unknown quantity, and spurt is a drip under pressure. A what? <laughs> drip under pressure. A drip under pressure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And but, but yeah, no, you're right, Bill. It, it it an expert is really good at one thing, and if you're good at one thing, you know you you can be an expert on motivating people. Right. But if you have no people skills. Outside of getting them to motivate them, I wouldn't bring you within a hundred feet of a leadership position. Right. You know.
0: I think part of what James is doing here, and, and back to my same crit, not necessarily criticism, but evaluation of this whole book, this whole study, is that he's really laying out uh, a manual uh, a, a, as if you're it's a new employee manual and. You know, and he talks about, you know, the type of behavior, I mean, in Mm -hmm. in this particular situation um, that a person is to have, you know. So, I mean, I I, I really feel that it's defining, but I mean, but we're guys. And also, I I look at it and I read it and I thought, well, you know, awesome. I, I totally get that. But on this journey that the spiritual journey that I'm on, I by now I really have. A lot of my questions answered. Okay. Yeah. What I'm trying to do from here on out is try to build the next part of my faith. You know, as I, I move into this n- next chapter of life, and we as men continually rein- have to reinvent ourselves. I mean, it's good to hear this kind of stuff, um, but. I'm not like you. I don't, like to, I, I don't necessarily like toys. I like to experience a lot. Of, I like to do stuff, you know, but it's f- I, I like being creative. But I, don't, I, I really like to live light. And, and, you know, it was funny when I was uh, in the Navy and you could pack your sea bag. When you moved, you could take 100 pounds. They, uh, they didn't care if it was 90 pound of underwear and 10 pound of uniform. I mean, that was it. 100 pounds in your sea bag? And my first time on the way to Japan, I didn't, yes, even, have, I didn't even have a hundred. No, I had like eighty. <laughs> okay, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, everybody else was everybody else was packed and their stuff full, man. You know, oh man, I got to take one more pound out. You know, I mean, mine looks so sad compared to everybody else's. You know, but that's just the differences in people. You know, so and I I think you have to kind of like apply this. To like your own situation
1: Well, part of wisdom, and Mike said, is discretion, and it's that discretion in knowing how to apply that particular piece of wisdom. The and 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 like Mike said, this comes with lots of prayer and practice. Yes, you know, lots of prayer and practice. You know, and and you commented earlier, Bill, about you were just commenting about how. You know, as we get older, we change. And one of the things, this is, it's Ash Wednesday today. And it is a time to semi reflect on your mortality. You know, because we're all mortal. We're all going to leave the mortal coil, as it were, and go to another place. And part of this wisdom is understanding that perspective that you have a short time here, what may seem like a long time. You know, I, I reflect back, I'm 57, and I reflect that, you know, okay, I'll, prob- I'll probably live longer, but in my head, I'm going, okay, I got 20 years or so left. Well, crap, 20 years or so was 9-11. <laughs> that doesn't seem that long ago oh, to it me. Oh, <laughs> you no, know, But, it, but it, you know, you think through it that way, and you're thinking, wow, that, you know, it sounds like a lot, but it doesn't. It's not a lot.
0: Yeah, uh 30 years ago wasn't 1970. It was 1990. Yeah. It, you, you exactly. Know you know what I'm yeah, saying? I yeah, mean no, people, no. people think that. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break this is Man Up Podcast. We will be right back. Hey, pastors, pastors and, church and church leaders. leaders. We're talking about divine wisdom. And <clears throat> I, when I look at this kind of stuff, I'm a lifelong learner. And so I don't think that you can just say, this person is wise, this person is not. You, If a person is living, they still have the opportunity to do something wise. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't expect people will say, he's man, he was wise about everything. Well, no, I didn't change the oil in my car, and I blew the motor one time. So I wasn't wise that time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's honestly it's, it's, it's uh, a trait that we all aspire to and continue. But here is the real point that I want to get across on this particular podcast. I have been mentored by some wonderful people. Um, I've had not only my grandfather, my dad, I had some coaches that were just awesome. I've had uh, athletic coaches, I've had writing coaches, comedy coaches, uh, I had uh, Sunday school teachers, pastors that have just been awesome. Now, here's the thing, and it's almost embarrassing. Yeah, I've helped out and had this man-up Sunday school class, but I haven't really mentored anybody personally. Like, I feel at times I was mentored. And, you, you know, I mean, and, and that's kind of convicting, but understand, is it really wisdom if you don't pass it? If, you don't, if you're not passing it around, is are you really wise? Do uh, you know what I'm saying?
2: Well, you, Bill, you mentored your son. Your son came to our class at the time he was what, 18 years old, 17 years old. Uh, you were a good example of him because he wanted to be with the men.
0: Uh, okay, right.
2: Now, that't does that, just because you haven't taken this challenge to mentor somebody doesn't mean you're not mentoring somebody. OK? True. And it may not be your gift that God wanted you as mentor. He mm-hmm. had you teach the class because you're a very positive person. You're very, very good about what you talk about, and you're very, very strong in believing the Lord. And like I said, your son, the, the results of your son show that you mentored R- him. Right. right, exactly, but think important.
0: about that. But think about that. That's a responsibility, as men, you to mentor your children. You, you see what I'm saying? I agree. So I, agree. I, so I didn't really step out of my lane like that. But, and here's the thing. And like I was talking to him today when I bought him lunch because I lost the bet against the Bengals. I bet on the Super Bowl, I, dude. I lost it in like the first minute, and he's texting me. He goes, "Man, lunch is gonna be awesome."
1: <laughs> All right. That's, like what, that's yeah. my yeah. kid. That's my, my kid, kid <laughs> running <laughs> smack at his old man. He, he's your and kid. And yeah. But
0: but here but here the the point is when you uh, these. I don't want to say kids, these young adults, um, they need to be mentored. I mean, like, they know a lot of they stuff. Be, they got to want to though. Well, be that's right. true. But they know a lot of stuff. But the thing about the old guys, and this is what I liked about the old men, I knew a lot of stuff when I was a kid. The old men knew the stuff that was important. I knew, I knew more than those old guys. I know I did because I was in school, I loved it, I loved to study and stuff. But those old guys, they knew the important stuff. And that, I think, is what guys, you guys out there that are spiritual guys that listen to us, and maybe you're like me, maybe you haven't stepped out of that box yet, but it, I think it's it's important. That
1: That's part of it, the, it, and that's a serious issue right now, In um, tradecraft in particular trying to get these guys who've got these 40 years of knowledge to get that data dumped into this younger generation right oh it's, a, it, it's like there is like seminars in talent development on how to make that happen uh, it, it's such a big deal but but I want I want to call back to because you're right the other part of it is is has guy has men of our generation, we're all a little on the more gray-headed side. With oh, yeah, that. absolutely. Um, uh, it, it's up to us to start mentoring these young men in service and in the other things. And it kind of harkens back to James, and it goes back to Proverbs nine, ten through 12. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. And I think that's to kind of circle back to where we, where we really started is is it's that particular piece of wisdom. There's all this other wisdom that we've talked about. You know, the, the, the street smarts versus book learning, the, the experience versus, you know, being, I went to class and learned this, the mentoring aspect of it. But I think the thing that we've got to really start emphasizing, particularly with these younger guys, is that, hey, it, it put aside all the stuff you're doing and start getting into the wisdom of the Lord. Because you're doing a lot of other—there's a lot of other stuff out there right now. It, it, you, part of the reason why people read the Bible all the time, they maybe only own one book, and it was their Bible. Right and maybe they checked one out of the library every now and then and read it or something. But in their house, there was one book. It was a Bible. Bill, how many books you got in your house?
0: Uh, well, basic, On average. 700 probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we packed up when we had yeah. our little water incident a couple of years ago, we end up with 15 boxes of books. Right. You know, there, there's a lot of, Pastor Taylor sometimes calls it noise out there. There are yep. good books, but there's only one book book. And that's the book, you know, getting into that wisdom from the Lord, I think. That's the thing I think we really need to start emphasizing again.
2: Let me, let me throw out a question, guys, <laughs> that, that I, think, I think is very, very interesting. Uh, okay, folks, so far we've talked about we've got divine wisdom, godly wisdom. Mm-hmm. They're mixed together. We've got worldly wisdom with is selfish ambition. Yep. and seeking to fill oneself right that's a, that's okay. a really good got, summary mike right and then and then we've got the middle middle wisdom which we don't really know how to apply it to anything whether you could say it's from god or not uh, because it's just common sense you learn it on a farm I, you learned if you're a mechanic
1: working on a car i think all wisdom comes from god I, I i will say that but i think you have to have I think there's some practical experience that goes well, along well, with it. Well, don't destroy my question. Okay, no, go Robert. ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I okay, don't no, say I'm sorry. <laughs> so it,
2: it's who you attribute it to is what you just said, mm-hmm. which, which destroys my question, folks, but I'm sitting answer <laughs> asking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Einstein's discovery of the theory of relativity. Is the atomic bomb a sign of divine knowledge or worldly knowledge? And... I think, think about what you just said, Robert. Divine. Because, okay, the, the knowledge itself, it's he's tapped into, right, the knowledge of the universe, right? And L- quite literally. It, right, <laughs> literally. Quite, quite that's, literally. <laughs> that's, that's the it's atomic bomb. the sun,
1: now just it, saying.
2: <laughs> now, it's whether or not you attribute it to God, right? Is that what you're saying, Robert? And I, 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 absolutely I, I think agree it's an that. attribution,
1: Whatever. and it's also what you do with it at the end of the day. Yes, because we can argue about nuclear weapons, good, bad, or otherwise. But what you do with the knowledge and wisdom you have, I think, is just as important as where you get the knowledge from.
2: Yes, I agree. And be, what about be, war? And war is another one, folks. And I was reading through this, and look at this: is is this is this really a sin? Is it something that we can attribute to God? It was throughout the Old Testament, but David had war with his enemies when they they did things that were pagan they destroyed children they did all sorts of things
1: that were just unthinkable today when he was directed to by god that's correct in 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 today's world so not to try to go totally off the rails but so the easiest way to think about it most people would consider world war ii a just war there's a whole concept in philosophy called just war and they would consider right. World War II a just war because, yeah, we could have let Hitler win. If, you, you know, if he wanted to be pacifist, we could just let him win. That would have been really cool, right? Come on, so Ch- Come on Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he <laughs> was know. headed for world domination. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, and so there, there uh, and then the question, so, yeah, uh, w- so I so think. We, well, can we say
2: that it's an evil that needs to be carried out or we can say that sometimes
1: serving God is sacrificial? I think it's both. I, I I think there I think there are times that not that you have to do evil, but there are times you have to do. Bill, help me out the hard road. I guess would be the easiest way to state that.
0: Tough love.
1: The the tough stuff, but you have to recognize when to do it and when not to do it. And 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 I will honestly say, I think one of the problems. Recent evangelical America has had, they want to pick a fight with everybody. I heard somebody ask a question today on something I was listening to, and they said, can evangelical Christianity survive without an enemy? Because modern evangelical Christianity went from we have to fight the Cold War Mm -hmm. to we have to fight the Cultural War to we have to fight the war on Islamic terrorism to we have to fight the Cultural War again. And so, and and that's a, that's a, I think that's a legitimate question. There there are a lot of things on this, what I'm listening to, that I'm kind of going, oh, no, about that. We need to think about that a little bit. That one I went, "Mm, that's a legitimate question because do we always have to fight? And I I think it comes back to you need to look and determine when to fight, Bill. It's like tough love. There, there are times, you know, it works. you, 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 you lose your job day one, day two. You, you need the consoling. Day five, six, seven, eight, you need the kick in the butt. <laughs> you, you know, if you're, it, and, and Makes I'm saying the plan. This, yeah, you know, what's the plan? Yep. You know, I'll give you a day or two to kind of mourn, go through your little grieving process, but you can't get stuck Right. in that. You've got to get to the point. And I think, and, and I think that goes back to your question, Mike, to circle all the way back to it. I think it really depends on your attribution and what you do with that. Yes. And, and, it's, if, and it's both. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and the basis is, if we go really all the way back, it comes from sin, right? Yeah. And man's desire for greed, mm-hmm. right, to acquire more possessions, have authority until it's limitless, right? Yeah. Which puts him on the level of
1: God. Right? Right.
0: Well, the thing about like, it is is yeah. that we're Americans. The vast majority of the people that are listening and the people that are in the room broadcasting is we're Americans, we're individualists, we're capitalists. And so, so to, to, to a certain extent, we're always going to uh, be that way, yeah. but we need to humble ourselves and understand it isn't all about all about the greed and the money and stuff, whereas you need sure. to make a living and like me i I work on commission so i uh, I do it spiritually i don 't rip people off, but I need to make I need to make a living i mean i got to pay I got to pay bills and that kind of thing and so th- that 's why this particular lesson is probably very good for the vast majority of you men out there that are listening and as we come down to to the end of uh, yet another podcast, if you want to see us, uh, all you have to do is go to our website, dot com, and that's what we look like, <laughs> and we have a, a show. Faces for radio. Stuff. Faces for radio. And this long form, though, I like it. This is awesome. The, the show, it hits hard, kind of flame-throwing for 30 minutes. Whereas this podcast, we peel it like an onion. And, you know, and honestly, this kind of spoke to me about like mentoring. And as we get some final takeaways from the fellas, um, we'll see what it, uh, it, it spoke to them. Michael Cropper, uh, wrap up and a takeaway from you.
2: Okay. Let me, let me wrap up and go back and repeat a few things we've talked about, folks, for you. Biblical wisdom, what is it? Well, it's, it may be defined as the ability to handle matters skillfully exercise sound judgment bill mentioned to apply the truths of the scripture robert has hit on and and we apply to our conduct wisdom from the lord guides the believer to live in an upright virtuous and well-pleasing manner and there are times when godly hard-working people this is we didn't touch on this but there are times when godly hard-working people do not thrive materially They go through times. Likewise, there are also instances when lazy, deceitful people live with an abundance of material possessions. David said this in his Psalms. Truly wise people, though, are humble because they are aware of the depth of their ignorance. And the more they learn, the more they realize how little they really know. So in Greek thought, humility was a negative trait that suggested weakness and a lack of worth of dignity. Jesus, however, made Mm. humility the cornerstone of Christian character. That's Matthew 18.4, 23.12, Luke 18.14. So scriptural humility involves an absence of arrogance, and it is rooted in the understanding that all we are and all we have we owe to God. And, And the takeaway, Bill made a comment. What is the takeaway? There's actually a few here. The author actually, I think, did something that was really helpful for us. Practice implementing. You want to walk with the wisdom of God, practice implementing wisdom in your speech. Be careful about what you say. We've all said this. Never move forward with a decision based only on how good something looks. Don't focus on or be consumed by things over which you have no control, especially people. And be grateful for what you've been given. Understand that the beginning of the most important part of any endeavor, uh, pardon me, the most important of any endeavor is the beginning of it. Focus on today with an understanding of the future. Align yourself with great people and groups. And when you face a problem, call it an opportunity and handle it with calmness and peace. And be careful of what you consume in your body and your mind. Bill.
0: Excellent uh, takeaway uh, from you, Professor.
1: I, th- I think it circles back to the Proverbs verse, the, f- yes. the fear of the Lord is That's beginning true. to wisdom, but then it also closes here with James three seventeen and 18. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate submission, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. And 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 it and I'm gonna I'm gonna submissive there is sometimes translated in meekness, and there is something. Yeah, it, we need to do a whole podcast on this, the concept of meekness at some point. We need to take when when most people hear meek, they think the English term meek, which is <sighs> the little guy in the corner with his wimpy voice, and you know he's. He, he maybe he has a shirt on that doesn't fit, and, <laughs> you know, and, and he's must, no muscles. Meekness in the Hebrew sense connotes a phrase of strength under control. Like Samson sometimes. Yeah, it, well, yeah. <laughs> right. That's a whole other conversation. But, but it, it, it's, it's Jesus who had the power of God in his hands to the point that a woman basically touched not him but the hem of his garment and she's healed and he's like, whoa, stop, who touched me? Like he knew, you know, in a big crowd of people, he knew somebody touched him or actually the hem of his garment, you know, and he's got, what, stop. He had that kind of power inside of him and yet he controlled it and controlled himself. And I think that's the lesson here when we're looking at wisdom is how do we obtain that level of control with Jesus is our model?
0: Excellent. And a uh, takeaway that I would like to give you is how to start being wise. And it's one step. More important than knowing is knowing what's important. Thanks so much for tuning in this man up spiritual oasis for men. And once again, thanks so much for all our sponsors and supporters and on behalf of the ailing, but we're hoping he's going to be back soon. uh, Our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshi. My name is Bill Cox and our one half hour TV show. No church answers is airing Saturday mornings on at 8 a.m. on W Y G A. If you're in Atlanta, and it's available 24-7 on demand at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com. And, of course, this podcast, Man Up Spiritual Oasis, is available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get the podcast. So please rate the podcast and leave a review. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page, which is Man-UpSpiritualOasis.com and post it there. If you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugar Land Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Start Sunday mornings at 945. And when you are ready, and you better be close, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group ABF Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there is one, start one. This is Man Up.